Today is Wednesday, October 2nd, 2013, and this is Radio Wave. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of Radio Wave. Our host is a friend of Medjugorje, and uh, the world today was blessed uh, not by one, but two apparitions of Our Lady, one that took place at uh, 9 o'clock Medjugorje time this morning, and for us here at Caritas, uh, that would be 2 a.m. in the morning for us, uh, where Our Lady also gave a message on the day that she is designated as Day for Prayer for Nonbelievers, along with the regular apparition to uh, the other three visionaries that still see Our Lady at uh, 540 or 6.40 Medjugorje time. That's 11.40 uh, Alabama time. So the world was blessed in a very special way today uh, by God to be able to receive these two apparitions and message from Our Lady. And so a friend of Medjugorje tonight is going to be speaking to us about this message. And uh, one thing that we'd like to say just before the broadcast here is that uh, what you're hearing in these broadcasts are uh, go, go beyond opinion. Uh, it's one thing for people to debate or talk or argue or whatever the case may be about opinions when it comes to uh, an outlook on the way the world is or the way the news is or, or a message or, or a Bible verse. But when your life is in communion with these messages... Uh, the Virgin Mary, the Holy Spirit, God reveals things about these messages that are crucial, essential for the living of the message, that are crucial and essential for understanding them. And so what you're going to hear tonight is not opinion. Uh, You're going to hear real life. You're going to hear how this applies to your daily life and your daily walk uh, with God from now until the time when you draw your last breath and God calls you to himself. And so as we begin this broadcast, we ask you quietly in the recesses of your heart, that you open your heart in a special way in prayer as we turn Radio Wave over to our host, a friend of Medjugorje. You're speaking about the division of opinions. And we say often, well, you're entitled to opinion. Who wants opinions when they're based on untruths, half-truths, partial truths, Oneness is the key. This is what the message we wrote about this morning. Putting this together. It's an incredible thing how our lady threads and plans and and inspires us what to do a month before a message is given or two months before a message is given. And then she comes up with a message and we're already preparing, we're already saying it, we're already doing it, we're already putting things in action. That she was walking with us. It don't take much faith for us to believe our lady's appearing, we see things that are impossible to happen by circumstances or equational mathematically like the lottery. 
It's just so coincidental. It doesn't work that way. I know Father Ken Roberts told me a story once that his priest, it was challenged, you know, he was called the Playboy the Priest. And he was a stewardess on airlines, and he had a nice time flying around all over the world. And he was in the Middle East somewhere, walking on the sea, and he came upon a Catholic church. Of course, he's Irish, and he's Catholic. And he walked in there, and he had a God moment. He saw altar boys with the hoods on, the way they do in the Middle East, where the Catholic churches are, wherever they allowed at that time. But he said it struck him when they read the gospel, though he didn't understand the language, there was the same one that he could hear in Ireland, or New York, or Bangladesh. One place, one church, one way. And now we have a division of opinions about the teachings of the church from the nuns to many people in the laity and what they do. We're not even together within the church. Halei says, don't do, do not debate. And so when we discuss things even in community, we don't, we don't give opinions about things. We have a way. We build traditions. We put those traditions in our path so that we have the sameness of the way we celebrate them. We're not different cultures coming together to be diverse. Diversity divides. It's a lie, and it's from Satan himself. whole purpose is to get where people can't be together, where they're constantly disconnected. And so it is that we used to think the same thing about the teachers of the church, and now it's so divided. We were in the studio, Jones and Medjugorje, we were talking the other day about just people who believe that are faithful Catholics, so-called faithful Catholics, what they believe now and hopefully they hold now about things that's depraved in our culture. Thinking is perfectly okay. Things in, Obama has endorsed. Praising it. Thanking God for it. This isn't Catholic. How do we get so diverse? How do we get so separated in our thoughts? Because we gravitated toward our opinions, thinking that you can hold your opinion, I can hold my opinion. Opinions have to be based on truth. If you base your opinions on biblical thought, the biblical way, all these messages, what the saints teach us, then you'll be of one thought, one mind, and you'll grow closer. And this is what brings God's delight. And so it is a lady came today, October 2nd, 2013, to give a message to gather the thoughts of people, her people, for mankind to come one. I know Visco was just in the Holy Lands. And one of the most impressive things that happened there, when there was 15,000, 16,000 people there at her apparitions, which are public, most were Muslims. Boy, if she can convert them the way they pray, we got it made. <laughs> I mean, they'll, re they'll rebirth Christianity. And don't think for a minute that's not her aim and that won't be her gain. She's going to do it. I've said for years and years and years you're going to see sweeping conversions to the Muslims. That put us to shame. If they'll do what they do now for their God, the way they see it and their view and the understanding of God, what would they do for the Christ? What would they do for Our Lady? Very much. 
Our Lady Queen of Peace of Medjugorje's October 2nd 2013 message to Miriana given on the day for non-believers. Dear children, I love you with a motherly love, and with a motherly patience I wait for your love and unity. I pray that you may be a community of God's children, of my children. I pray that as a community you may joyfully come back to life in the faith and in the love of my Son. My children, I am gathering you as my apostles, and I am teaching you how to bring others to come to know the love of my Son, how to bring to them the good news, which is my Son. Give me your open, purified hearts, and I will fill them with the love for my Son. His love will give meaning to your life, and I will walk with you. I will be with you until the meeting with the Heavenly Father. My children, it is those who walk towards the Heavenly Father with love and faith who will be saved. Do not be afraid. I am with you. Put your trust in your shepherds as my son trusted when he chose them, and pray that they may have the strength and the love to lead you. Thank you. You've uh, mentioned before numerous occasions that Our Lady is very clever about the way she says things, about the way she presents things in her messages. And uh, today, of course, you wrote about this on the side, but there are uh, a number of different threads throughout the message, but yet they all tie together. And so uh, just wondering, or basically to throw a question out there, is uh, for Our Lady to mention a community of God's children... Uh, you may be a community of God's children as a community, joyfully come back to life. And then in the same thread, same message, she's saying, and I'm calling you to be my apostles, to teach people how to know the love of my son. So she's continuing this thread. And then she throws in there, his love will give meaning to your life, and I will walk with you. Now, is this some, um, I guess, backdoor way of Our Lady saying, in community is where you will find the meaning of your life and the place where I will walk with you? Well, what do people do when they talk about the ghetto days? They talk about the neighborhoods. They talk about how things used to be. They talk about the fondness and the love. Can we go back to that time? They do that because things are safer, more wholesome. I saw little Luke um, at Chaput yesterday or the day before. And he was about ready to bite down on the finger of Andrew. And Lucas howled. Two. 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 And Andrew's four. Something like that, yeah. And Andrew's trying to pull his hand away, and Luke's got that hand, and boy, he wants to bite him. I jumped off. It's about a four-foot drop where we do the chopping. I jumped off there so fast to go make his head swim, and I popped him right in the mouth. <laughs> and and he started screaming. I said, don't you scream like that. But used to, in a neighborhood, you'd get a spanking when you're somewhere, or you'd get a whooping what we say down here in the south and then when you got home from your neighbor and he told your dad or mom what you did you got another one we trusted our neighbors even neighbors that we didn't know and so we've lost this kinship of right and moral authority that as an adult you've got responsibility that you should act on we do this we practice this in the community the kids know 
there's going to be some adult around them, no matter what they do, is going to come on them like an F-15 fighter jet if they do something. And I came on him fast. I want him to know he's not going to get away with it. And the closer to the action he takes, the quicker I get to that, the more it means something to him. You can't go spank a dog even after 15 minutes or 10 minutes or correct them. You do it when they do it. And so these old-fashioned things have gone away. And so your question about uh, community is, is something that people long for. We've broken it up. We've got the government saying we can't live in community. you got to do this or you got to do that. Or you, what's wrong with us congregating as Christians in the same area? That's what the early church did. They, couldn't long, they could no longer be with the pagans. The natural progression of the Christian growth of the early church was going into Corinth in house churches. The Thessalonians, they gathered together to break bread. Breaking bread and receiving the Eucharist made them one. It made them want to grow closer together. And so everybody's come from a good neighborhood now has gone to a subdivision or suburbia. Nobody's happy with this. Nobody likes it. It's like being in prison. Oh, it's manicured lawns. The flower beds look pretty. The roads and streets are nice. you got a guard check coming in. And you don't know your neighbor. Do you like that? Yes, there's conditions that led to that. Air conditioning, the television, many other things. And the only way to, to reverse that is for something radically to happen to the culture where it goes back to those things which are of value. I said something December 26, 1982. It's remarkable. Actually, she said it. Well, yeah, she says, You must protect yourselves against those things through fasting and prayer, especially community prayer. Our ladies told us that community prayer is the best prayer. Why? Because that's scriptural. We're two or more gathered in my name. I'm in their presence. Community prayer is profound. Where are communities praying together besides the church? Now, I said something in this message today. Come back to life in the faith. What does that mean? That we're not alive in the church. The church is in trouble. It's burning down. It is weak against the culture and the, and the throes of the, the devil and what he cast out to it. The gates are held prevailing against the church. People don't like to hear that. I think that. Well, if I'm wrong about that, why does the lady say, come back to life in the faith? What's your faith? Christian? Catholic? Baptist? Methodist? We have to come back to our faith because something's wrong with the faith. It's interesting in the first days of the apparitions, the one thing I said repeatedly why she came is so that faith would not extinguish itself. Had she not come, it was going to extinguish itself. Because there's no miracles, no supernatural in 1981. The 70s and 60s, we've spoken about that repeatedly. There's an absence of God, or our thoughts of God, and everything was on the next thing. Our pleasures and entertainment with no accountability. 81 steps in John Paul. 79, Our Lady in 81. Ronald Reagan, a big player in things that would change the world as far as the serpent and Russia and what happened. Major league players, even Mikhail Gorbachev, 
whose mother said the rosary constantly for him. Didn't know that, did you? We were begging for the supernatural. We were pleading for that. We wanted to go back to those times we missed, even though everything was happening for us and everything seemed okay. And so that's how it ought to be. We don't have the, the, the courtesy, the respect, and the rules of engagement even. It's dangerous now to engage anybody in anything. Very, very dangerous. And so we have to ask ourselves, what are we missing? And why do we want to go back 40 years, 60 years? Very few people would, would not argue with that. Except they long, and the human heart everywhere longs for that which was wholesome, that which was good. Even those who don't believe, who may be non-believers, they still want a sane society. They still want to live by those, those principles. The best principles to live under in civil society are Christian principles. That's how it ought to be. Said yes, ma'am, and yes, sir. Cause a good whoop and steel work. And if we talk back, we got it again. Back when kids got in fights, they didn't use guns or knives. A bloody nose was as far as it went. And we all ate our suppers with a daddy and a mother. At the table without the TV Yeah, that's how it was And that's how it still ought to be Yeah, the world was much safer You could count on your neighbor And a stranger was someone you just hadn't met yet and we trusted our preachers, our heroes and teachers, and believed every word that they said. There was no credit crunch, and gas wasn't so much, and our jobs hadn't gone overseas. Yeah, that's how it was. And that's how it still ought to be Yeah, the world was much safer You could count on and a stranger was someone you just hadn't met yet And we trusted our preachers, our heroes and teachers And believed every word that they said We followed the good book Now every time I look back I sure do like what I see yeah, that's how it was, and that's how it still ought to be. Yeah, that's how it was, 
And if you're asking me, well, that's how it still ought to be. Do we as Christians lead the world, or are we being led by the world? Compromise has infected the Christian value system. We are called by Our Lady to change our life, and through that, to change others through our witness to the light. In today's world of technology and traffic jams, it can be difficult to understand how to live biblically. As go God's people, so goes the world. A remarkable writing that will open your eyes to Our Lady's plans to free us from the bondage of things and help us to understand that peace can only be found in a society where love reigns and God is acknowledged. As go God's people, so goes the world. Available on medj.com, spelled M-E-J dot com. And click on Medjmart. Or call in the U.S. 205-672-2000. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. In the song that was just played, one of the lines in it stated that we trusted our preachers. And there are many pilgrims who have stated to me that um, they see you as a shepherd and they pray for you as such. And so in stating that, I would like to know what your perspective is uh, of Our Lady's message when she says, put your trust in your shepherds as my son trusted when he chose them and pray that they may have the strength and the love to lead you. Well, when God calls somebody, He entrusts to them their responsibilities of what they do. There's always the the attack from Satan. There's always the the difficulties of of the ministry, and a lot of people don't trust shepherds today, especially especially in the church. And lady didn't say He chose them and pray that they may have the strength and love to lead you. Meaning that they don't always have the strength and love to lead you. And, and sometimes it's difficult to love. Love is a difficult thing to do. This is why our lady said the greatest sacrifice is love. Because love demands things out of you that cost you something. It is a price to pay. This is what I wrote on the site today about, about the message. And in that, that coming to community, there's a price to pay. There's things that people don't want to continually give in that they have to. And so when a lady says, do not be afraid, I am with you. Pray, pray, or rather put your trust in your shepherds as my son trusted when he chose him. We've got a crisis in the church. The song says, well, we used to trust our preachers. 
The fact that the society and the culture is deteriorating is not a sign that evil has progressed on its own. It's the fact that we aren't convicting evil. We're not changing the culture. And when that happens, that's, that's the responsibility of the church. We have very few demonic possessions in the United States of America because it's a Christian nation. But that's increasing now because we're being de-Christianized by the culture and we're being prevailed over because we're not strong anymore. We don't do what we're supposed to do. And because we're weak, the pumpers are weak. I know Christiane Harwell, who many of you have heard, we've had her on the air. She's a constitutional attorney. She actually calls herself a constitutional missionary because she believes in the Constitution. But she, she blames the public for a lot of things today. And it's easy to go there. Our Lady says, don't go there. But Our Lady gives criticism, noting that I'm aware of these things. But listen how she says it. Put your trust in my shepherds as my son trusted when he chose them. Just wait a minute. Okay. My son chose them. You don't judge them. You just trust him. Judgment is God's. We don't have to worry about that. And then she goes on and says something negative very positively. And pray that they may have the strength and love to lead you. And this is what we can say freely. That people in the pew are starving to death to be led. They're hungry. If we've heard it one time, we've heard it a thousand times, nay, a ten thousand times over the 26 years, 27 years we've been doing this, is that they get more from here than they do the pulpit. We're not putting ourselves above anybody, but we really are strong about what we live, convict. We're sinners. There's no question about that. But our lady's giving away. What is that way? Community? That's the answer. Our lady's messages, metaphor, our lady's messages have metaphors into a general progression. It goes to another level. As we've written in our last words of horror story, we start off the six visionaries, then the parish formation, then the world's formation of our latest children who paid attention to her, then the non-believers, then the prayer group, and so forth. And so our lady's been working with us as a community for a long, long time. Our formation, she's been with us. She's actually intervened and told Maria to tell us not to do certain things. Was my feelings hurt? Not at all. I thought, wow. And there was a situation just Maria and I in the apparition. I asked her to ask a lady something. I said, no, a lady said, don't do that. But, and then she added something to do. It was a wonder a beautiful thing that Our Lady cared enough about and that she was so in tune with us and she was so watchful of us that she would say that. I know in 1988, I asked Our Lady to give, through Maria, a sign for the Protestants because we're very Protestant here. We're 2% Catholic so that the, that the Protestants would believe. Give a sign like in Fatima. Our Lady didn't answer. She came back the next day and she gave an answer. She says, it's not God's will. I thought, wow. I mean, I knew Our Lady knew I existed, and, and I technically knew God did, but I never had any proof of it until she, she was posed with the question. She went to heaven, discussed with God. She comes back and says, no, no, God, it's not God's will. I said, I was so stunned by this that it was a joy to hear it wasn't God's will. That God knows I exist. He, he really knew I asked the question. 
Now, I don't know if she did that to give me a lesson that she seriously considered this. She wants to, because she has said that in 1987. Jane, we just discussed this recently. That lady says, I dearly want to tell you more about the secrets. Our lady wants to spill the beans. She wants to give everything. But she has to increase in her power, as I wrote on the site today. She has to grow in this new strength that she's given to, that God's allowing her to have as she gets more of the people that she gathers around her. And by doing that, she's able to help us more each day. There's not a day that doesn't go by that she has more that she can give to us because she's got more people coming to her. But also people are falling away. And so Our Lady really, her wish for us is that all the love in the world can be given to us. And that's why she said, if you knew the love God sends to you, if you understand my coming, you would pray unceasingly. And she can take those words. You can take it. That she wants you to know all the love in the world. She wants us to teach non-believers the same thing. By us doing this, everything changes. Everything happens. And everything will be to our favor. Days come and go Time moves so fast We couldn't stop the hourglass Without words, your eyes tell the story But your smile gives me strength to hold on
Uh, we have, um, in the mountain up here, we have a, a number of different trails that you can walk on uh, different places. And some of these places you get to, and the trail goes one direction, another direction, another direction. And uh, you could take any one of those trails, and they could take you to the top of the mountain, to the bottom of the mountain, keep on going, or whatever the case may be. But um, Our Lady's message today is is real similar. There's a lot of different directions, a lot of different trails that we can go with it. And uh, not necessarily wanted to continue the discussion uh, before the song, but one question that I did have uh, about that, um, and, and I'm sure this is probably something that a lot of people have thought about, uh, because there is a certain amount of negativity towards the shepherds. And in today's message and what you spoke about so far in the broadcast today about community and just the things that you've said in the past, do you think that part of the problem in what what has happened with the shepherds is that they're not in community? Uh, you know, oftentimes there's a, a priest by himself. Uh, he's got a parish of... 2,000 people, or, or whatever the case may be. Um, I mean, is that, you think that maybe Our Lady is possibly even pointing to this and the message today? There's a priest uh, quoted, and I see Father, Father um, I can't think of his name. Al, Father Al Father Winchman. Al Winchman. Father Al Winchman. He's known in the Medjugorje world. And uh, I did an interview with him for the, for the book. And he was very forward and very upfront in saying, what's wrong with the priesthood today? He said, there's no community. He said, we don't have community. I don't have community with my brother priest. And when we're together, we're sitting there watching TV or a football game. It's in the book I see for you should read it. But go in any restaurant today and look what you see. Go out on the streets, go out where people are, whatever they're doing, when families are together, they're not even connected because they're disconnected from the family because they're connected to electronics. Parents will be sitting there letting ch children be babysit. We've seen people pull out a little laptop so a little kid can watch a movie so they can eat in peace. They don't even know how to be together. There's a dysfunction in the family. It's so wired. And it's going to be the next generation worse. There's studies that show kids who have not developed their mental thinking capacity and the circuitry that laptops and computers develop the circuitry different. They think different before the 16 if they get on these computers. This is out there. That's why before 16, even in the operations of the mission itself, we don't have home computers. We don't let our kids own the computers. Even 15, your circuitry and the way you think, the way you approach things, the way your analytical thought process is, is short-circuited to a different way when you use a computer. And I don't have to have research for that. I knew that because I have an aversion to it because the more I pray, the more I see it. So you don't have to have the facts. You don't have to be a scientist. Reason it out. Next time you're out, sit in a restaurant and look what happens with the family. All four of them. If there's mom, dad, two kids, they're doing their thing. They got their cell phones. They got their thing. It's, a, it's an amazing thing. A horrible thing. A tragic thing. And so, yes, there's many paths we've taken. And nobody's going in the same direction anymore. And that's why a lady said on June 2nd, 2013, My children... Well, back up from there. I... Desire my children. 
I'm cutting a little bit out. I cut out as a mother. But she says, I desire my children to be in a community of one single people where the word of God is listened to and carried out. Why? Because people won't do it today. They're scared. That's why they said today, do not be afraid. I am with you. Why? There's something to be afraid of. You correct things in the culture, you can be charged with hate crimes. We're headed there. Read the writing today about that. Serious stuff. Our lady said community for the first time in 2013. Other than when she said in 1982 when she says you must protect yourselves through community prayer. Especially community prayer. That's the most special. An absence for almost 30 years until she comes to June 2nd, 2013, she says, be in a community of one people, single people. She reiterates that she's wanting one single people where the Word of God is listened to and carried out. Why is that important? Because we see what our lady said today. With a motherly patient, she's waited for a long, long time to get you to this point. The natural progression of the next step of Medjugorje is community. Why did she start us 27 years ago? Because she knew we were poised. We were able. We had the mentality. We were ready. I moved out here to be away from people and the way that was going. The direction of the culture, I bought my land, that my kids could stay here, that they families could do what we needed to do, bury our kids, our family, ourselves, on our own cemetery. We had the ideas without even realizing we had the idea of Our Lady about Medjugorje is. It was a Medjugorje before I knew Medjugorje. I was doing what I was asking for. I didn't know that. But one thing I was, was thoughtful. When we got married, we planned our house. We didn't want to be in debt. We wanted to go and move every step we had toward getting the house over our, our roof over our house, our head, as quickly as possible with no debt. How many people think that? They were thinking about let's so flip five houses, then we'll try to own a house that way. It didn't work. A lot of people lost everything in 2008. So community, we were community-minded. And so now a lady comes up and says, I've waited with patience for this for 30 years. 32 years today, she says, Motherly patience, I wait for your love and unity. Community. She wants you to be in union with others. Because that's what Jesus wants. Be one mind, one thought, one heart. Make my joy complete. She goes on and says, I pray that you may be a community of God's children, of my children. So what she wants today for you to be a children, a community of God's children. She wants you to be a community of her children. Then she goes on and says again, I pray that a community, or rather I pray that as a community, because you're not going to do it any other way. There's no way around that. This is what the early church did. She's come to rebirth the church, to wake up his faith. So she says, she says, as a community, you may joyfully come back to life in the faith and the love of my son. Because as individuals, as diversity, none of us work in the diversion of opinions. And I say diversion because it diverts us from what we really need to be as one. The divisiveness of opinion is that everybody's got their own relative truth now. Well, you believe that, I believe that. No, let's believe what the Bible says. 
Well, people divide themselves over the Bible. That's because we don't have a spirit of truth. If you're praying, you're in community, you'll come to know the Word of God because you'll be listening to it and you'll be able to carry it out as a people. And you change your world. We're not part of the world here. We're in, we're in it. We use the technology. But we use it. It does not use us. We don't let this regurgitate back into our homes. How many people are able to do that? Very few. We have so many people not realizing the way. And here it is. Our lady's given it to us. We progress now to another level that she's been very clear. Be in a community. That's your next step. A lot of people don't want to do that because they haven't learned to swim yet. They feel they're stuck. They're between brokenness and homeless, or rather hopeless. And many people are going to be homeless if they don't if they don't make some decisions. Everybody feels like they're sinking. Everybody knows the culture is going down, but they're not willing to take that step yet. Do you think things are out of control? Somebody just told me recently the culture is out of control. It's getting scary out here. Our little world is stable. We feel future. We know where we're going. Can we be destroyed? Can we all die tomorrow? Yes. But one thing we have the confidence of is that we're living in community. We've been doing it for 20, 25 years. 27 years ago, I started. Our lady asked for the community in 88. 90, in 1990, it started. So it's 23 years we've been in community. It gives you a confidence. It gives you a comfort. It gives a consolation. Three C's. But don't give up and just say no because everything's falling apart. You've got to make the decision. Learn to swim. Jump into it and go for this. Our lady's calling for it. She's patiently waited for this. So you feel like you're stuck somewhere between broken and whole. Sinking to the bottom of a big blue ocean Seems like it'll be this way forever and ever You think it's out of your control Don't give up, don't give up, no You're tired of getting pulled down It might be hard to see it from where you are right now But believe me, you're strong enough to get through this Through this crazy storm hanging over your head Don't give up, don't give up Can learn to swim 
April sky from raining. You can't stop an April sky from raining, from raining. Just watching the water rise won't change it, won't change it. You can hold your breath and stay right there. In that place you're drowning in. Or you can learn to swim. We are in the middle of a nine-day fast on bread and water, and there are several hundred people who uh, are doing this with us throughout the United States and different countries as well. And part of the prayer that we've been praying during this fast, it states, Let this fast purify us and atone for everything that has defiled us. O Mary, Queen of Peace, let our hearts be refilled through your hands. And in the message today, Our Lady said a, a sentence that really touched me um, in regards to this fast, um, where she says, Give me your open, purified hearts, and I will fill them with the love for my son. And um, in hearing that, it made me want to uh, give even more for the remainder of this fast. But I just wanted to know if you had a comment about that in regards to the fast. What are we going to eat tomorrow night? <laughs> <laughs> well, we've done many 90 fasts of the years, many, many, and we do several a year. And often it's always for purification. One, one intention is always to purify our hearts because we always need to be purified. As the saints tell us, as, as the church teaches, Satan never sleeps. We can't either. We can't just go through conversion and expect everything's going to be okay. We have to always constantly be on guard, always watching ourselves, always checking ourselves. When we fall, get up, we get up. Like the song says, we played years ago, about the monks. When, when a passerby saw the monks in there thinking they were holy, and he asked about him, what do they do? And he said, well, when we fall, we get up. You mean monks fall? Yeah, they fall. And so when a lady says, give me your open, purified hearts, I will fill them with the love of my son. You can't come to conversion without purification. Everything starts for us, for me, for you, for your family, for your nation in repentance. Many times I've written one tear of repentance. You know who that came from? Pope Benedict. Or was it John Paul toward the end of his reign? I think it was Pope Benedict. I wrote, look what happened while you're sleeping for this. Just one tear of repentance. God will take that. And His abundant mercy, this is what the Sunday last readings were, just in God's abundant minute, abundant mercy, He's just looking for that. You're not going to outdo Him on, on that. Your sins are so big that He can't forgive. But yet we have so many people so wounded in life that they don't, they don't know the love of God. All right, He says in, in this message, give me your... Open, purified hearts, and I will fill them with love for my son. His love will give meaning to your life, and I will walk with you. It's incredible because a lady very rarely says, walk with you. She wants us to walk with, you, with her. We walk with Jesus. On March 18, 2012, our lady said, I desire to take you by the hand and walk with you in the battle against the impure spirit. Our Lady's literally with us in a new special way. And so we're talking to her, we're listening to her, we're praying, but what about the non-believer? 
You're the one that's got to reach them. It's a lady who wants us to come together. She says, I'm gathering you as my apostles. This is after she's asked for community twice. This is after she says, I, I waited for this with motherly patience for your unity. In other words, to come into uni- community. And then she says, I'm gathering you as my apostles. Where? In community. Referring to community again without saying it. And I'm teaching you how to bring others to come to know the love of my son. Right? Because people have been wounded deeply, deeply scarred. There's been mothers that didn't love the children. There's been fathers that didn't love the children. They themselves were wounded people. They never experienced God's love, so how could they transmit that? So the fourth generation shall you be cursed. If you love, you bless your generations for 1,000 generations. In other words, to the end of the world. You live, as I've often quoted the tombstone I found one time in a cemetery. Those who live live in the hearts they leave behind never die. I have in my life something Jesus did when he was alive, not after he resurrected, but something he did in his life who passed on to someone else who passed the next person who I've got in me. You can live. Our school theme we, theme we wrote about today on the, on the site, the book we talked about last couple of shows, Boys in the Boat talked about Pocock, who built the boat, says that in every boat that he made, <coughs> he did it with a heart. And he leaves something of his heart in this construction of these boats. And everything should be that way. And so if you love your children, and if you, you leave something of you in them, if you don't, you take something in, out of them that they'll never have in their heart, and they'll be wounded. There's only one person can fix that, or one being, and that's God being. And he wants to be the Heavenly Father. He wants to bring you to that. He wants you to introduce people to that. How tragic it is that God shows us how much He loves us and how dysfunctional so many families are that they don't just place this. He can't remember the times that he thought. My dad, he loved me Probably not That didn't stop him Wishing that he did Didn't keep him from wanting Worshipping him He guesses he saw him About once a year He can still feel the way he felt Standing in tears Stretching his arms out As far as they'd go And whispering that I want you to know I love you this much And I'm waiting on you To make up your mind Do you love me too? Giving up No matter what I love you this much I 
grew to hate him for what he had done. Cause what kind of father could do that to his son? The day that he died, the man didn't blame, but the little boy cried. I love you this much, and I'm waiting on you to make up your mind. Do you love me too? However long it takes, I'm never giving up, no matter what. I love you this much. Way through the service while the choir sang a hymn. He looked up above the preacher and he sat and stared at him. He said, Forgive me, Father, when he realized that he hadn't been unloved or alone all his life. His arms were stretched out as far as they'd go Nailed to the cross for the whole world to know I love you this much And I'm waiting on you To make up your mind Do you love me too? However long it takes Giving up no matter what, I love you this much. I have to say that I really, really love this message. And the reason being is because it's so confirming that when you walked, you suffered, you've been persecuted, you trailed down a path that wasn't there, not even with a map, no GPS. You had to have a machete to make your way through the jungle been criticized for it so often. You have people in the Medjugorje world and then our lady comes just in June and say, be in a community. It's my desire. A community where one single people where they come to know the Word of God, they listen to it, they carry it out in all the actions throughout the day. A seamless world. Waited to the October 2nd message where they tell us, I've waited for this for a long time. I wait for you, for your love and your unity. I've done this with motherly patience. I prayed that you may be in community, that you be a community of God's children, that you are my children in this community. I, the Queen, I pray that as a community you may joyfully come back to the faith. It's the only path to it. My children, I'm gathering you as apostles. I'm teaching you how to bring others who don't know the love of my son to the faith. 
Right. Because they longed family. They longed. That's what they missed. That's what the song just talked about. How void this boy's life was. It never had the love of his God, of his dad, until he found God. The family of God is about that. It takes in orphans. It's all about that. You got to be willing to purify your heart. This will seem real clearly. We feel all these made us a major player in what our plans are. By asking for a community to be established. That said, why would you not want to have this wonder of being able to live the message of a community? It's time to go there. Many people can't even see the stars where they live today. We saw last Saturday night Venus and alignment of some of the other stars. It looked like an airplane spotlight coming to us. We saw the other day an incredible scene between 5 and 6 a.m. morning prayer of another meteor. We talked about one on the cross. We saw on Saturday afternoon another meteor in the middle of the day. And one of them we called NASA about, they didn't even know about it. But this is what you do when you go to the hills and the sky, sky is clear. Everything's there. The outlines on the mountains, we can look at night, even up in the mountain where the cross is, and see its outline. It's a wonder to us. It brings on the wonder. In fact, we were outside today putting up a temporary fence near the highway for our cows, for the milk, for the dairy, because we get grass here is going to go to waste this winter. We can be efficient about putting them out there. And I was just looking at the cross, and I told those around me, I said, I just love the cross. Isn't it beautiful? Look at it. Because I really haven't looked at it from that position down the road a little bit. It's a wonder. The city, the culture, it makes you push down and deep in your soul those promptings of God that wants to rise up. Are you able to do that? Are you able to express that? It won't allow it. And the culture grows more cold toward to stop you from doing it, even voicing your thoughts about it. Silence. A moment of silence? For what? Why do we go into places and football games and, and half-flag operations because of something somebody got shot or whatever and having a moment of silence? What's that about? A moment of silence to who? To what? To the ground you're standing on? To yourself? This is atheism. Don't ever stand there and allow that to happen again. Just start out, Father. Separate from people with you. You say, you go over here, I go up front, I go on back, you go on the side. It's called the diamond effect. The communists used to do it. Adopt it. It's a good thing. If a crowd hears one person say, I'll father in the moment of silence, another on the left, another in the back, another on the right, what do you think is going to happen? When are we going to stand up and say, no more? Bring on the wonder. Stand up for God. No more moment of silence. No, we're not going to do it. You can take us and you can bring us to death and we'll go in hand walking to the Heavenly Father. We've got a guarantee. You haven't lost anything. Bring on the wonder of God. It's in your hands. see the stars anymore living here. Let's go 
to the hills where the outer lights are clear. Bring on the wonder, bring on the song. I pushed you down deep in my soul for too long. Fell through the cracks at the end of our street Bring on the wonder, bring on the song Pushed you down deep in my soul for too long Bring on the wonder, we got it all wrong Pushed you down deep in our souls for too So it is. The lady comes to us to graduate us to another level, a level of community. The natural progression of the study of the early church will show the same. She told us long ago in her messages in the 80s, go back to it was as in the beginning. We will see a second Pentecost and a second persecution. And she'll walk us to the Heavenly Father. Are you ready for that? You have an opportunity tonight to start anew, to learn to swim, to move forward in her words. Bring on the wonder. Let those promptings deep down in your soul come out. Fasting, prayer, Purification manifests that. Call her. She'll come immediately. She said so. I wish you, Our Lady. I love you. Good night. <laughs> 